Welcome to NetSmart Care Threads, a podcast where human services and post-acute leaders across the healthcare continuum come together to discuss industry trends, challenges, and opportunities. Listen as we uncover real stories about how to innovate and improve the quality of care for the communities we serve. Let's get into the show. All right. Well, welcome everyone to uh, today's podcast. My name is AJ Peterson. I'm the Vice President and General Manager of our Care Guidance Solutions here at NetSmart. Today's podcast, uh, the topic is Seniors Embrace an Integrated Virtual Care Experience. And I am really pleased to be joined here today by Megan Gresham Ulrich, and Vice President of Marketing and Business Development, and Mark Plunkett, Corporate Director of Information Technology for Maple Knoll Communities. So virtual care, setting a little context around what virtual care is, it's really a, a comprehensive model of care that addresses issues provider organizations are facing and attempting to solve remotely. Thinking about it more holistically around both physical and behavioral health needs of an individual person. Also focusing on how will those individuals access care as well as around affordability and even the clinician shortages and regulatory compliance that we're seeing more and more prevalent in our community. So when we think about this kind of catch-all term of virtual care, it really encompasses a number of different facets where providers are interacting with consumers in a clinical setting, including virtual provider visits, telemonitoring, virtual data sharing, as well as some of the other kind of remote patient monitoring processes. I found it interesting, according to a study that Accenture did, that's kind of getting a sense of where consumers are. About 70% of consumers, and consumers, I say consumers of healthcare, um, which can be any, any, any individual, would prefer to have their virtual services for both physical and behavioral health conditions. And while that statistic is really telling, the benefits of telehealth extend far beyond satisfying just the, just the individual consumers. So when we think about this facet of virtual care um, goes beyond remote patient monitoring, use of uh, connecting into external kind of devices to get the biometric screenings. And you know, when they looked at that same study, it was determined that about 72% of consumers prefer to track their health status virtually, um, including metrics like blood pressure, blood glucose, and pulse rate. So we're seeing the kind of the trend and demand um, and the preference of individuals to be able to have better visibility management of their health care through the use of technology. And so we've seen actually, to give a little context too, we've seen a dramatic growth in telehealth, as you can imagine, to deliver virtual care to consumers. That same uh, survey was also looking at uh, pre, current, and then what they're Think providers are thinking in the future pandemic of the use of, of virtual care solutions. So when we look at the pre-pandemic, only 2% of organizations were providing either 80% or more of their services virtually. But today, in this, in this survey is about two months old, 60% of organizations are providing 80% or more of their services virtually. But when they ask the, the um, same providers that they see this playing out in the future, post-pandemic, only 8% expect to have those same levels of 80% or more, but the majority, about 45%, when they looked at it, 
say that virtual care will constitute about 40 to 60 percent of their overall services delivery. So this is having organizations think a little differently on the way in which they're engaging consumers, marketing to consumers, and serving consumers in this new virtual world. So while, we, while the offerings at telehealth, there's a number of them on the virtual visits, the remote monitoring, artificial intelligence, there are really looking at the, the different components and how they deploy out technology to serve their populations. Individually, these virtual care strategies optimize care. Collectively, these virtual care strategies revolutionize care. So we're seeing opportunities specifically in the senior living community to leverage these type of technology tools to solve some of the challenges being faced today as a result of the pandemic. And some of these challenges, as you all know, include limited access to our, our skilled care and assisted living communities for, for providers, also to help ensure that residents have access to their healthcare providers in a safe way, and then also figuring out how to reduce the, the risk of spread, specifically as providers are kind of moving from location to location. So with me, Maple Knoll Communities is addressing these challenges head on and looking at it from a comprehensive a technology strategy that's focusing in, in kind of three main areas. One is looking at um, integration from the electronic health record to pharmacy in order to drive provider efficiencies and reduce errors and risk. I'm also leveraging interoperability and open interoperability networks to seamlessly share data with their hospital um, and physician partners as care is now being delivered virtually. And then looking at um, three, looking at the telehealth platform to dr drive virtual care across their communities and the residents that they're serving. So let's bring in Megan and Mark to start the discussion around the technology strategies that Maple Knoll Communities has deployed and what that looks like for the residents. So. Uh, Megan, do you mind uh, talking a little bit about Maple Knoll Communities and the individuals and services that you offer? Sure. So we're actually one of the oldest retirement communities in the United States. We've been around for 172 years, and we have programs and services that impact over 33,000 older adults throughout the greater Cincinnati area and worldwide through our outreach efforts. So we have residents um, who range from age 62 to 107 living on our campuses, and we provide independent living, assisted living, and skilled nursing to those individuals. We also have Maple Knoll Outreach Services for Seniors, where we actually provide meals on wheels and transportation to those still living in their home. We have village home health and hospice efforts, which goes out and provides home health and hospice care to people not only living in our communities, but also live out in their own individual homes still. We have two senior HUD housing facilities. We have a Montessori child center that focuses on intergenerational relationships. We have a wellness center that's also open to the public for older adults 55 and older. And we have a radio station, WMKV 89.3, 89.9 FM. We focus on big band music, news, educational programs, and we see ourselves as a companion for homebound seniors as well. So we kind of have a wide range of services that really make an impact on people in the community. That's fantastic. And, you know, as we've been, and I talked a little bit about, you know, technology playing a key role in not only as we are in this public health emergency, but even moving out, 
in order to drive a better quality experience for our residents, but also to provide efficiencies for providers and provider satisfaction. Megan, can you start and tell me a little bit why Maple knows is chosen to be more of a technology first organization and using technology as a strategic component of your organization? Sure. Just because we are an old organization doesn't mean that we're stuck back in a time. So we have prided ourselves over the years to really be innovative and try new things before it's really out there in the marketplace, whether that's using smart appliances, open concept design planning, creating different programs and services that we had not seen offered in senior care before. We really have been very forward thinking and we've got a great management staff that sees the importance of not being stuck in the whole senior care field, but really broadening out and seeing what are things that are out there on the market that are in different organizations, different fields that could be then adjusted to fit senior care to improve uh, patient satisfaction, to improve employee satisfaction, to just help improve everything here on our campus to where it really makes an impact and continues us for another 172 years. So we've really made this one of our number one strategic goals is to incorporate technology into everything we do because we know that's the only way that we're going to be here for many more years. And I know Mark will be able to share a lot more from a technology aspect about what we're doing. Sure. Uh, Thanks, Megan. You uh, did a great job uh, kind of roping that in for me. Um, So thinking back, um, even, you know, 12 years ago when I first started here uh, with Maple Knoll Communities, you know, just the just the idea of a robust expanding out and and creating this robust wireless network throughout our entire campus to support our life safety devices, pennants, pull cords, uh, emergency services of that nature, all the way to today, present day today, where we're because of that infrastructure that we have in place, we're able to uh, be more agile and adopt technology easier, um, you know, such as uh, introduction of, you know, voice assistant technology, you know, with, with the Alexas and, and Googles of the world, understanding, you know, create, uh, introducing that kind of technology to our residents, introducing uh, IoT devices into our uh, infrastructure and community and leveraging um, some of those devices in our in our nursing side of things and, and kind of propelling uh, healthcare through those devices and, and looking into the future for other, other devices that we could use or other technology that we can use that can help improve overall outcomes. Great. Yeah, and we and you know, Mark, as you're then thinking about um, how you view technology as changing senior care, you know, I, I referenced some of the initiatives that you are underway with as it's part of your strategic vision to leverage kind of the cutting edge new technologies to improve overall resident care. You know, as you think about some of the, the areas around you know, EHR integration from a pharmacy perspective to data sharing across the broader you know, healthcare continuum and telehealth, how do you see technology in this regard kind of revolutionizing or even evolutionizing senior care? You know, I really, I really think this puts us a huge step forward in, in this, uh, this process, um, getting that integration, being able to share data across providers, ingesting that data into our EHR, sending that data out so that the provider can ingest it into theirs uh, if, if that's capable. You know, really uh, starting the the electronic um, 
provisioning of a medication and allowing the pharmacy to electronically receive that medication and, and send it back to us, uh, eliminating uh, possible human error that goes into that um, and eliminating some manual processes around that. And then you look at uh, taking those points of getting those continuity of care documents into the HR. You look at getting that pharmacy, uh, the, the medication uh, received electronically, and then you add on telehealth services on top of that. It really makes for a um, really um, robust system that um, can really help propel us to the next level and, and really help us you know, improve overall patient uh, health. Excellent. Megan, do you have any thoughts on um, how you see tech technology kind of changing the senior care um, delivery I, experience? Prior to COVID, we had seen technology as something that was very important on our campus, and we thought this is going to help us to be a leader in senior care. We're going to be able to expand our services. Once COVID hit, I think that this has really shown us that technology has got to be a part of everything we do on our campus. It has changed everything from the way that people look for a senior care community to how they're getting um, their care access to them to everything from Mark said, you know, medication management, all of that. So as we're seeing people's acuity levels increase, we're seeing uh, staffing become more of an issue because there's not as many healthcare workers out there right now We've got to be creative and you need to have technology in there to help with things that might be human error, to help uh, implement where we might not have enough staff to, to handle a certain floor. Technology efforts can be used to help bridge that gap. It's something that I think our residents are getting more and more comfortable with as well. Um, a few years ago when we started using technology, we were very impressed with the adaptation of them picking it up, their willingness to have it be a part of their life even, and we're seeing that only increase. So, you know, they're concerned about their health and safety with COVID and everything else going on too. So if we can provide technology to help them feel a little bit safer to how they receive access to speaking to their physician, to putting in prescription orders, anything like that, we're not only doing them a service, but we're doing us a service too. So I think it is definitely something of the future that we're going to get more and more requests for. And I think organizations that don't implement these services are going to just fall behind. Now, that's a great point, Megan. And I was, you know, as I've been talking to, to providers, it was, it's amazing during this kind of this shift from into the pandemic. It's amazing to hear the solutions that previously were kind of a good to have to uh, it's a must have. And telehealth was one of those. I mean, telehealth was was a you know a technology that some organizations were using in maybe a limited capacity. Uh, maybe it was a certain provider type or a certain program or facility, and then essentially overnight um, had to move to to a, a virtual world rather quickly. And um, I think that's where we've seen kind of the rapid evolution of technology. And from what my, what we've been working with with clients is just is being agile enough to continually refine that technology as we're getting more widespread adoption and use because it brings up new use cases, uh, brings up new integration capabilities and scenarios. Um, it brings up new ways in which we can bring in partners and, and physician networks and utilizing more of the, the uh, biometric screenings and devices and really now taking a, a kind of a single thought around telehealth and building out a, a robust integrated virtual care strategy. So, you know, on that, there's been some really cool news, uh, Mark, with Maple Knoll community as it relates to the to the grant, telehealth grant 
um, that you guys were awarded, uh, which I think is a real testament to the innovation that you're bringing to your you, to your residents and your communities. Do you mind talking a little bit about that grant, kind of what you were um, envisioning um, of utilizing those funds for, um, and then how you're planning to roll that out? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of funny, the, or it's really uh, almost like the perfect timing of when that, that FCC grant became available because we were already looking at several solutions, Care Quality, Care Connect, Pharmacy Integration. We were already looking at those before really COVID hit and those FCC grants uh, became available. So once that grant became available, we were already ready and, and had the information at hand that uh, we were very quickly able to uh, move that into a, a, a proposal and, and, and an ask. So we were we were definitely ready for that, and um, it was really just a just a perfect timing of it all. You know, going forward, we're going to be using um, you know a pharmacy integration with the with a medication pass uh, you know being uh, transmitted electronically, Care Connect with uh, being able to uh, send to uh, provider CCD documents. Care quality, where we can go out and query uh, other providers and ingest that into our EHR, uh, and then um, you know telehealth that really kind of rounds that out and enables us to offer services and get access to doctors and specialists uh, that we may not have uh, as easy of access to. No, that's great. So, yeah, the, the FCC grant was really around telehealth, but it was also more broad in the perspective of you know, how as care is being scattered as a result of this pandemic, uh, how do we ensure that providers are receiving the comprehensive information on a person no matter where they happen to receive services? And so it was really great to see that that was already written into the FCC grant because it was so timely of not only getting, you know, providers onto a virtual care platform, but also helping fund the use of interoperability because I, as you just explained, see those two working together because you can't necessarily have a virtual care experience without providers having good visibility in the history of the person that they're doing a virtual care visit on. Um, so I think it was an opportunistic moment that Maple Knoll communities had really seized on and are, are working diligently to get this, this rolled out and receiving the value across providers and um, your residents. So that, that is awesome work. So what do you think, and Mark will stay with you, uh, what, do you, what will the kind of the impact be to kind of seniors and providers? What do you see the value being as you're rolling out these technologies, you know, even specifically around telehealth by implementing uh, that technology inside of your organization? Um, sure. So first and foremost, just the, uh, just the data that's available, um, you know, seven back a second, just the data that's available uh, through the sharing through EHR um, is really going to help paint a more holistic picture of the resident's health. And that, that dives right into uh, understanding um, the patient or resident's need more greatly, uh, which then in turn offering health, telehealth services really gives the benefit of um, greater satisfaction to, to the resident, a higher convenience. So they're not burdened with the with the uh, the need for travel, uh, ranging travel. Um, if they're not feeling well that day, uh, you know, a whole lot of things go into getting to the doctor in a physical sense and and seeing a doctor. Whereas uh, with telehealth, you have the ability of staying where you are, 
and, and really receiving that same uh, general care, depending on condition, but receiving that same general care without the need for all of the, the hustle and bustle and, and all those moving parts that are needed to get to the doctor. Megan, any thoughts from, from your perspective on how you think this technology will be impacting your providers and your residents? I agree with Mark. I think it's going to have extremely positive um, feedback from our residents and a positive impact on their lives. So when we shut everything down in our main building back in March due to COVID, we had an on-site clinic where we have physicians here five days a week. We also had specialists come in. Obviously, they've not been able to be seeing patients. So we went where we actually were showing our residents how they could be a part of telehealth programs and services. And that's something that's going to be even more enhanced now that Mark is able to get this grant for us. But we've had so many residents who weren't aware of this technology before, and I think it's going to open up a lot of doors for them maybe to get medical care that they wouldn't have pursued previously. So maybe they would not have reached out to specialists because they didn't want to have to make those appointments and go through the hassle of getting transportation and just not feeling safe going out, especially with what's going on. So I think that this will help them maintain their health while also staying in their home. I think that's well said. I think that, you know, as we're looking at, you know, being able to get access to providers is important, but I think the most important is doing it in a, in a way that is safe for the residents, where they feel safe, because they'll be more open to receiving the care that they need um, if they know that it's going to be convenient and safe for them. And I think that telehealth is a, is a great technology enabler for that focus. So that, I th that, was, a, that was a great point. So kind of bringing us in a little bit for a landing. So as our communities are, are continually learning forward um, in this new virtual world in senior care, it's vital that providers embrace a technology strategy like Maple Mill Communities to really to realize the benefits in order to improve care delivery, as well as Megan and Mark talked about around um, resident experience and satisfaction. So while these tools allow for safe delivery of the whole person care, amid and beyond COVID-19, they also saw for many of the challenges facing the broader healthcare continuum around creating opportunities for providers to address uh, the community needs today, as well as stay ahead of the curve and be prepared for tomorrow. So I want to thank Megan and Mark uh, for joining me today on the podcast and look forward to continuing to see the great work that Maple Mill Communities uh, are doing as a really an innovative organization to reimagine the resident experience through the use of technology. So thank you, Megan, and thank you, Mark, for joining us on today's podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. At NetSmart, we understand the challenges facing provider organizations. Our team will help you navigate changing value-based care models with solutions and services that make person-centered care a reality. We'll equip you with technology and services that provide holistic, real-time views of care histories that inform better decision-making and better outcomes. Visit us today at ntst.com. NetSmart, serving you so you can serve others. Thanks for listening to the NetSmart Care Threads podcast. Through collaboration and conversation, we can work together to make healthcare more connected than ever before and better support the communities we serve. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.